You don't want your weekend ruined because there's something weighing you down that you could just vent, feel better about, confess. Of course. Get it off your chest. And, you know, do so with among friends who are properly going to maybe roast you a little bit, as true friends do. But then all be like, yeah, I was an idiot. I did this as well. Right. AJ McCall for the Auto Matrix debate at 8 on VFX. It's Confessional Friday. Yay! I love it. I love it. I do. Just because, like, we've all done dumb things. We oh. all are doing dumb things. Factual. All I, the time. I can prove it to you. We got uh, one uh, message here on our social media. It says, when I was 13, I was locked out of my house, so I tried to break in by wedging windows open. That night, my parents sat me down and my sister to t- uh, say someone had tried to break in the house. So they were arranging for brand new windows and locks costing thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh, no. I said nothing. Yeah, I don't think I would say anything either. Oh, I definitely would not. I but mean. I sort of did that one time oh. when I was trying to come home from school. Elementary school. I lived like three blocks from it. My buddy was with me and I had forgotten my key mm-hmm. and I didn't <laughs> know what I was going to do. So then I thought, oh. I'm kind of a strapping young lad. I could do this. I put my shoulder into our back door and I knocked it not out, not unlocked. I knocked it down. Oh, no. I cleared it from the hinges. So we got in and then my mom was like, so you did that? I was like, yeah. And then she was like, was anyone with you? I was like, oh, yeah. Seth was like, great. 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 So uh, I guess along that vein... I locked myself out of my house when I was in Vernal, okay? Terrifying, terrible thing to do, but I did. And the lock on my door in Vernal is like, it was really, like it had a pin that would come up and like go through like deadbolt-ish. Mm-hmm. So I was with my friend Alicia and we had gone up into the mountains and like played around for the afternoon. We come back. I'm like, oh my gosh, I left my keys inside. I can't believe that I did that. So Alicia's like, no worries. I'll climb through the window. She climbs through the window. She unlocks my door. She opens my door. I get inside. My keys are not there. Where are my keys? No, no. They're in my purse that is attached to my being. You're just a great friend, McCall. I know. It's my confessional. My bad. (laughs) Here's another one. Years ago at a house party, I was so mad I dropped a bottle of milk in the kitchen. No one saw. My friend got blamed. It was forever nicknamed (gasps) the milkman. The milkman. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan, the milkman. So this one I don't feel as bad about because it's just a great story. And that's just what happens at parties. My buddy Jeff was hosting a Halloween party. And it got to the point where everybody had kind of hit their pace because in college you don't pace yourself. No. And so everybody kind of hit the wall for a second. So that's usually the time everybody goes and gets food. So somebody went and picked up food for all of us. And my buddy Jeff had a chicken quesadilla. Delicious. The reason I know that is that he then proceeded to not start to look not well. And I said, sink. Sink because literally three strides to his right was the sink where the trash can had also been moved for the party. What he decided to do instead was find it hilarious that I was yelling at him because I was laying on my back at the floor looking up at him and then bend over and then lose no. all of his dinner right there on the floor that's while terrible. laughing the entire time. Yeah, that's awful. I never came up with a nickname for him for that. He denies it still to this day. I was like, I watched you do I cleaned it up. So I exa- know exactly what I was found. Another friend of ours was passed out in the bathroom, but Jeff was such a good distraction, nobody knew that. <laughs> Just call him quesadilla, man. Uh, he probably should. Can I do it now? He bought his own house. Yeah. If it's hit for tech, I'm gonna buy I'm just gonna go throw up chicken all over his kitchen. Mm, no. <laughs> That's no. <laughs> You can uh, share your confessions on uh, our Instagram, AJ McCall, 
And then today at like four, we're going to get on and talk about those and then confess even more stuff, which would be great because, you know, freedom. Freedom. It's the best. <laughs> AJ and McCall on Instagram. We'll keep it anonymous. Uh, speaking, though, of confessing, that would mean that at some point there was something you felt that you needed to hide just a little bit. Maybe not so much lying, but you hid it. But that doesn't mean that you also don't lie. Like maybe you embellish just a little bit. Just a little bit. McCall actually found a really interesting statistic when it comes to applying for jobs between men and women, which to me, I still don't really get. So she's going to try and explain it to me again. Yeah. I feel like it's commonplace to not lie, very clear, but embellish when it comes to your resume. Maybe just exaggerate a little bit because you can pick it up or it's close enough what you do or you're just making yourself, you know, you're fluffing a little bit. Just poofing it up. AJ McCall at VFX, but apparently that is not the case. Well, it's not the case for everybody. No, so there's a um, there's a conversation that's happening right now about people who have lied about getting jobs or lied lied on their resume to get the jobs that they want. And I found a really interesting article that I was just reading the other day that said, um, it's like, don't get me wrong, okay, because like 47% of statistics are made up on the spot. So like... It's something like women will apply for a job if they are if they are ninety seven percent qualified they'll hesitate because they're not a hundred percent qualified because we don't feel like oh well that I'm not I'm not a hundred percent qualified but on the other hand like men will apply for a job if they're sixty to sixty five percent qualified they're more than likely to apply for a job which is shocking to me because like for me I know when I was like applying for jobs before I got this one. I was like, oh, I don't know how to use this specific software that's very niche to this company. So I just don't know that that would not. mm -mm. They'd never hire me because I'm not capable of knowing how to use it right off the bat. See, and that that I mean, I've thought the same thing. Like there's a specific software must be affluent and whatever. But I've thought "Eh, I'll figure it out. You know, and that's the crazy thing. Like, I've always thought, yeah, I'll figure it out. But then then it comes down to it. Oh, well, there are more qualified candidates. I'm not it's it's a waste of my time. I mean, maybe, maybe ultimately that's the case. I'm not saying I've had a great striker rate in terms of I've been unemployed before and I'm not, I don't know that I've had a great striking gold rate when it comes to getting jobs, but I just, it's just crazy to me that that's, if that statistic is true, that it's thought of that way, because to me, I think you, you shoot for mostly qualified. And if there's a couple of things that aren't like, you know, Spot out of on. the realm that I could either pick up or feel like within a little bit of embellishment, not lying, but embellishment. That I couldn't figure out, I'd be like, yeah, I could, whatever, I'll take a shot on it. It's. I would love to hear from like people because this is how. I mean, it's really how I feel. It's how I felt about things. It's like, sure, I would. I guess I could be qualified for jobs, and I'm not. A, before we go on, I'm not applying for jobs anywhere. Before somebody calls my boss and I get fired. So I. I this is just something that it's always like. Stop it! Stop gasping! It's always like racked my brain because that's just how I've thought of things. If I'm not basically 100% qualified for the job, I'm going to go in there feeling maybe less confident or whatever the case may be that, no, I can't accomplish that job. It makes sense. I mean, I just, I assume that we were all wired the same. You embellish a little bit. You, I would, I mean, I don't expect, I don't think a majority of people have a great grasp on who they are. No. So I, I could understand that part. But to me, to say that you're 96% qualified and still hesitant, that's crazy to me. Dude, like if I was 75% qualified, but like, yeah, whatever I think, unless, unless it's something like, say I applied for a job and they're like, we need you to be 
a hard worker, diligent, whatever, and then you need to be really good with your hands. I'm no, I'm not doing that. Right. Cuz I'm not. Well, th- and then then the conversation comes up like do you embellish on your resume? Cuz like for me, that's mm. like obviously I put nicer words with it than yeah, I know how to talk good. You're like <laughs> a little bit of fluffing, but I don't I wouldn't ever like Oh, so I've got Three years of experience when really it's like two and two months. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of rounding that goes into it. I don't know about that. That's kind of a big jump. That's almost an entire year. I just I just didn't know if yeah, if where the where the realm is there. I, don't, I think it's to each their own. I think you, you to me embellishment is something that you can realistically defend without actually like putting yourself in a place of like yeah I'm lying. Like uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like for I would instance, never say like for instance for instance on mine like I've put I've never been given the title of assistant program director but I've written it down because I was the right-hand man of every program director I've ever written worked with on my station. That would be an example to me of embellishing not lying because I took all the responsibilities I just wasn't given the title. Mm. So I think I can defend it and be like, yeah, I worked on music, I know this, I picked their brain, I know they're talking about was I ever given the title? No, but I had the responsibility so to me that's embellishment. Okay. That's what I would say. See, I'd never do that like ever. That would never be because it's like, oh, man, they're going to call me. Then they're going to call me out on it. Then I'm gonna never going to lose the job because obviously that I'm not qualified Confidence for it because McCall. they can see that, that, that I, they're going to see right through me on it. Yeah, I'd never be able to do it. Confidence, McCall. Confidence. That's like, no. <laughs> Got this. Not that she's applying for anywhere. I guess we'll reiterate Yeah, again, clarify, again. not happening. <laughs> Staying here forever, probably until I die. <laughs> so, when it comes to the interview process, one of the sayings you might have heard is flattery doesn't uh, will get you nowhere. Uh, ironic that that came up because a buddy of mine is actually talking about getting a different job. Um, not McCall again, for clarity's sake. Thank you. Actually talking about getting a different job. And I started giving him some advice and I kind of defaulted to cliches only to realize these are stupid. 